Welcome to Our Shoreline, Your Horizon, a podcast by Dan Casey, featuring business and economic development news from St. Clair County, Michigan. Stretch your horizons in the beautiful shoreline communities of St. Clair County, home to one of the nation's busiest international border crossings. Learn more at edascc.com. I'm Dan Casey with the Economic Development Alliance of St. Clair County, Michigan, and thank you for tuning in to this week's Our Shoreline, Your Horizon podcast. We know that over half of the world is online today. In fact, about 59.5% of the global population is online. Broadband is essential infrastructure, and it's important to the success of any community. It affects existing area businesses, the attraction of new business, as well as the everyday lives of local residents. According to the FCC, 97% of Americans in urban areas have access to high-speed fixed service. In rural areas, that number falls to 65%. So that highlights a very important problem that we're having. So I'm excited today to welcome Dave LaDuke of Duke Broadband and Fiber. Dave and his team of experts are investing in St. Clair County with over $2 million in broadband enhancements. So welcome to today's podcast, Dave. Oh, thanks for having us, Dan. Yeah, so you're what I would phrase a local internet service provider that's installing fiber, using a lot of your own money to do this and some grant money as well. And we're going to get into that today. But why don't you, first of all, just tell me how you got this itch to come in and, and try to solve this problem? Well, we, uh, we've we worked on infrastructure, broadband infrastructure for years. We struggled with it at our shop, at our home, everywhere else. And we just felt we could do better. So and nothing, uh, nothing outperforms fiber. So that's why we chose to go to a fiber network. So tell me a little bit about the competition that's out there, right? So you have national competition, you have Comcast, and you have AT&T, people like that. And then there's other providers that are more regional. And then what I call local providers, which are really dealing with kind of the micro area neighborhoods where there's gaps. Is that that's sound true. about right? Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. The difference between us and them, though, is we, uh, we're a smaller scale, but we're able to put our, our whole plan is brand new. The infrastructure is new. It's not an old system. It's been around for 30 years. It just keeps getting patched and uh, struggling with keeping up with the times and the broadband needs we have. So everybody wants speed, right? That's the thing. So tell us a little bit about the capabilities of the system that you install. Our system is a one gig circuit, which means your download speeds are one gig. And our, like our ping for, for the tech people, we're running about a three or a four on our ping. So it's, it's fast and it's clean. And we have capabilities of going up to 10 gig in the future already. We're already diving into that piece of it right now. So you could handle business needs as well as uh, individual homeowners. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely, 100%. We could get them whatever their needs are. We could, we could get it to them. We have a fiber map that was produced that shows where all the fiber lines are in the county and at what speeds. And there's a lot of gaps, especially when you get to the west side. But even on the east side in Cotterville Township, Casco, some of those places, there's gaps. So you guys come along. And you're working currently in St. Clair Township. So just talk about that and then what your future plans are. Well, currently we're in St. Clair Township to the non-served areas. And we're, we're building this thing from the ground up. I mean, it's, everything is brand new, the most state-of-the-art. The speeds, like I said, our entry level is a one gig. When you compare that to our competitors, they just they are not able to keep up with what we're performing. St. Clair, we are, our office is in St. Clair Township. I'm both me and my wife are both from St. Clair. We're local people, and that's just what we want to do. And then once we get this area built, then we're going to expand already down to uh, Cotterville. And we're looking at even maybe into some Ira and Casco Township also. Yeah, so typically, you know, what we have, I think what the problem is, 
is you have areas with lower density. Mm -hmm. And so the bigger providers that are out there make their money by having lots of people connect to their systems. But when you get into these more rural areas where there's just not a lot of density, they can't make any money. But that's where you come in, right? Because you're more capable of, you know, making some money in those areas. So tell us a little bit about what you charge typically for the service that you provide. With our service, it's $89.99 for a one gig circuit. That's no caps, no overages. Use it as much as you want. We're not even asking for contracts. If somebody doesn't want the service, we don't want them to have it. So it's, uh, it's clean, it's fast, and it's future-proof. So it's very affordable compared to some of the competition that's out there today. Oh, yeah. And it's filling a great need because it's in these areas where there's no high-speed internet capability currently, right? Yeah, and we hear every day from people that are complaining that they need it. And one of the trends coming out of the pandemic is for more people to work from home, which means that having access to high-speed infrastructure becomes that much more important because they're going to be using their computer for meetings on Zoom or Microsoft Teams or one of those platforms. They need to have it for their kids to do their schoolwork, right, and just generally to be connected to the world today. So it's a big problem that you're trying to tackle, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, it is. It's a lot bigger than most people realize. So what are some of the impacts to the community that you're seeing? Because, you know, earlier you were relaying some stories from people who have connected to your service afterwards. So just talk about that a little bit. Well, we've, we've had a few cases that, you know, these kids that have lost a lot of things in life are, are struggling with some pretty tough battles right now that maybe they can't go to school you know, for like medical reasons, where we've jumped through some hoops and got them, got them online way ahead of their, their scheduled time, you know, just to help them where now they can, they can function on their, their schoolwork at home. Because before they were working on wireless systems, they're not that reliable. And then when that goes down, then they go to their hotspots on their cell phones. And in our area, being so close to the Canadian border, it's, it's a challenge, you know, and it's, it's tough. It's tough for everybody, the parents, the kids. And everyone. Where once we've connected them to our system, you know, we take them from where maybe they're downloaded at a, a four or five megabyte, and we're taking them up to a 950, 970 megabytes. So you've really just changed the whole way they do their day-to-day living. Yeah, and we've all heard the horror stories of some of our school-age kids who you have to drive them over to the McDonald's so they can do their homework every. Well, I mean. That's not convenient, obviously. Nobody wants to have to do that, but that's what they have to do in some areas to get access to the internet so they can do their homework. And, and of course, with things like COVID-19 out there, um, you know, kids are doing schoolwork from home and they've been doing that for two years now and it's probably not over yet. So uh, I think that trend of, you know, working from home, also, you know, taking a lot of your classes from home is just going to grow in the future, right? And a lot of this, you know, our competitors, when they went to the uh, working from home, they seen such a surge come online. Their their systems weren't built for the amount of broadband that was now approaching their their day to day use either. Where ours is just it can handle it. You also have uh, an important partnership with RESA. Uh, RESA is obviously our intermediate school district here in St. Clair County. They have their own fiber network that connects all the schools and some of the city halls and township halls fire halls and so forth throughout the county, right? So they have their own system. They are restricted on you know who can use their, their fiber and their service, but they have extra, they have a lot of fiber strands that are not being used that they can lease out to other people. Just talk a little bit about how that came together and what you're doing in partnership with RESA. 
Yeah, we, we reached out to Risa a few years back regarding their, their fiber and the need for the schools and stuff. This was even pre-COVID, and we got talking to, uh, to those guys. And I'll tell you kind of a quick shot is a lot of the community don't realize how much Risa is involved in their, their community or the things that these people at Risa are doing that they shouldn't even have to be doing right now, but they are stepping up to the plate to get this community where they, where they need to be. But with the contract we have, we go through and we're able to use some of the, what they call dark fibers. It's a fiber that's just an empty fiber, and we can rent them off of them, and then we can deploy our internet out to areas that are rural because they're already in that area. So that allows us to get, they call it the middle mile. We get through that middle mile with RESA. And then we've also helped RESA's infrastructure. You know, we're building some backhaul for them, uh, some redundant routes. We've been cleaning up some of their infrastructure, you know, where trees are growing into it. And so everybody wins with that partnership. RESA's winning, we're winning, and the community is winning. Oh, that's great. And, and we're so happy that you're working with RESA and using their service and their system to expand your capabilities out to these underserved areas. There's another thing that's been very important in, in your success in doing this, which is grant dollars, right? So just um, last week, the federal government, Congress, approved the National Infrastructure Bill, which, among other things, is going to be putting some money into expanding fiber into underserved areas. Previously, with some of the CARES Act money, the federal government passed grants down through the state, and the state then passed grant dollars to local providers like yourself to help solve some of these problems in underserved areas. So you applied for and received a grant. You were one of the recipients. Talk about that. How much money did you get and how have you used it? Uh, There was two. We got one. It was worth St. Clair to expand from what we were already building in St. Clair Township. And then the other one would be for Cotterville Township. And basically, they they offset some of the the equipment cost, uh, some of the, the premise equipment to help justify building to these areas that there is nobody out there for a reason. You know, when you're only getting five, six houses per mile, where if you built it from the bottom up, you'd be years upon years to recover your, your investment. So when the state steps in, that allows us to subsidize some of them cost and allows us to build that area up where these people do get the same or better service than areas we have right now. You're going to be applying for another grant to continue with your work in Cotraville and part of southern part of Casco Township, correct? Yep. Ira. I run Casco. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm gonna try pushing the Mary's a little bit. No guarantees, but if you don't apply, you don't get a chance. My last question is, you know, you got into this initially to solve a problem in the community that you live in, right? And now you're expanding it out. But where do you see Duke Broadband going in the future? What is your ultimate vision? Just to keep building. You know, I love what I do. I love helping a community. I have a passion for broadband. I just want to keep going and growing. Well, we sure want to thank you for the work that you and your team are doing to solve this problem in St. Clair County. Like I said, this is a tremendously important economic development issue that we're going to be working on for years to come, but it's going to take people like you and these, you know, what I call strategic investments to solve these problems. So thank you for for what you're doing. We appreciate it. And we thank DDA. We thank Risa. I mean, we've had a lot of support from from the community also. So I just want to make sure that their their support gets acknowledged because a lot of people don't realize what they do for this community. I didn't realize it until I stepped into it, and it's, it's impressive. Yeah, thanks for being on the show today. Well, thank you. For those listening, we encourage you to learn more about our community, housing options, hot jobs, and quality of life at edascc.com. That's edascc.com. 
I'm Dan Casey with the EDA of St. Clair County, Michigan, and we hope you'll join us again for the next podcast of Our Shoreline, Your Horizon. Thank you. Thanks for listening. To hear more, visit the podcast page at WGRT.com or find Our Shoreline, Your Horizon on your favorite podcast app.